Well, it's just awesome to be in God's presence. And so these children, as they go down into their children's ministry, God is with them there. The same experiences that we're having up here with learning the word and, and worshiping and, and praying, like they have all that downstairs too. And so we're excited to send you off in the presence of God. Go be filled. Go, go, go. You're released. You are released. <laughs> so, oh, cuties. We just welcome our, our new little one, little Clara, today. Oh, we thank God for life and health and wholeness for little baby Clara, for Nathan and Alicia. Woo! Miracle, miracle, miracle. Right? He keeps us by the power of his word. He keeps us. He kept them. And life, life has sprung forth from that. So wonderful. You know, I almost kind of bit my tongue with the kids to say, go forth, be fruitful, and multiply. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> right? They are, they are the, uh, um, um, the result of multiplication. <laughs> but God is good. He just knows exactly what we need, right? I'm come here today. I'm not in any rush. I don't know. I've got notes. We'll see what God wants, right? We want to just be in the right stream and the right flow. And that's what he's doing for us today. That's what he's been doing in these weeks and months. He's causing us to hunger. And as Jess mentioned about prayer, that prayer has been coming up fervently in our midst. We like to get together to pray because prayer changes things. Prayer changes and removes obstacles, changes us, somehow right the sword of the spirit the word it, it, it it's kind of sorts out between the soul and the spirit and the thoughts and intents of our heart right god knows how to just work it through us and Wes, we're saying this morning he's so good he's so for us he's he's never out to beat us or condemn us over the head to accuse us of any fault of any fault your faults, your sin, your trespass is all gone past. The, the, it has been dealt with. It has been covered. The need has been met that you can have and walk in a right standing. Yeah. A right standing in a good place. In a good place of fellowshipping with him. Uh, it's wonderful to have a father that, that knows exactly what you need. Right? So, amen. I thank God for the word this day. His word anchors us. Right? His word gives us stability. And we think, well, why? Why are we so invested in this? Like, translations, there's different translations. What translation should I have? But, you know, the word of God was inspired. It was, you know, collected over hundreds of years. <laughs> and written for us today. It's as relevant today as it was at the day that it was written. There's power in the Word of God. There's power that can change your life. And when I say, are you hungry for God's presence, it's not just having goosebumps and tickles and on your arm and you know what I mean? It's not like that. It's hungry, the bread of life. 
His word will anchor you and give you the answers. This is the answer book for life. Anything that you have a need of, you can find it in here. Amen. So I've arranged a, um, Pastor Jordan has put up a, and this is a confession that I, Joel Osteen, one of the largest churches in the world, they, they confess this. They confess this every time they get together and they honor the word. They honor what God is speaking. He'll not only speak to you by the spirit, by the inward witness, by the Holy Spirit, but he'll speak to you by the word of God. So let's just say this together today. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. I am about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. His word changes us. His presence changes us. And so as we just, uh, Lord, we just ask for unction. We thank you, Lord. You know exactly what we need. And so I'm just going to see where it goes. Okay? What we're talking about here is seed time. Right? This is the ever-living seed of the word of God. He plants seed in our hearts. Our hearts are a fertile soil. Our hearts sometimes can be clogged with, you know, stones and rocks of offense or hurts or bitterness. And God is saying he wants your heart to be fertile soil. Like we look across the fields of, of, uh, in this rural area and everything, and we see the farmers out there tilling the ground, preparing the ground. Um, fertilizing the ground, planting the seed. We see it all. But this is what God does in his word. He does that in us. He's constantly working in our heart and our mind. We are to put the, his word constantly on our heart and our mind, to write it. And, you know, I remember writing scriptures on my, you know, before the little promise boxes. Anybody remember the little God's word, the little promise boxes? You could take out a little cube and you know, and memorize it today. And my whole intent on doing that, I would either keep it all day long or I would write it on my arm. And I thought, Lord, this may be one scripture, but it's something that I want to live by. I don't want to just read it. I don't want to just be a seer, a reader, a hearer of it. I want to be a doer of it. I want what I'm planting in my heart to affect me. I want it to change me. I want it, I want it. And he has, he has. Every encounter that you have with his word and with his presence changes you. Changes you. So if you're looking for change in your life, you're upset that things aren't changed in your life, and we like to try to change other people or, or you know, change the circumstance with our own doing, but we, all we need to do is just look right here. God will change us. He knows how to talk our talk. <laughs> he knows what makes us tick. And so we just need to just allow him plant the word of God, the seed, into your heart. 
So we have been calling forth in prayer times and seeds that have words that have been planted and spoken over this life in years past. Pastor Jordan's read some of them, even in our prayer meetings or brought them up in services. Um, words that have been spoken, words that we are watching over watching over. They may have laid dormant. Seeds that they found in archaeological digs and so forth, they have laid dormant for years, hundreds of years, some thousands, right? And they can lay dormant, but when you take that seed out and put it in the right climate, in the right situation, the right ground, it'll spring forth. It'll spring forth. So that's what we're going to do today. In Genesis, Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, 58 times in that book, it, the word seed is mentioned. 58 times. Genesis is the beginning of beginnings. Genesis has within it the seed for the rest of their life. Right? Five uh, means grace. Eight means new beginning. 58 times he's planting grace and seed into your life that you would have a new beginning from this day forward. Right? John chapter 12 says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces many others. Right? And so what would happen if we ate our tomato, we ate our apple, we ate our cucumber, and all of a sudden there were no seeds in it? Wow. How would the life go on? Right? If we can't continue to plant seed even for food, even for what we need in this life, we're in big trouble. But God so loved us, right? Yeah. This is the ultimate seed. We can talk about any kind of seed, but the Father so loved us. John 3.16, come on. Yeah. We're back to our basics. We're back to our roots. So why? Why we're here today? We're here because the Father, the Holy Spirit has drawn us today because he loves us. We all need encouragement. We all need instruction. We all need someone to say, you're on the right path. Keep going. You can do this. Yeah. Right? You, you will never lose if you don't quit. Yeah. Okay? If you keep digging up your seed, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. I prayed two weeks ago and nothing's changed. Stop digging up your seed. Yeah. Just stop and say, Lord, I trust you. Mm -hmm. Right? Faith receives. Yeah. Faith receives us now. Mm -hmm. Now I've planted now I am really trusting and relying on you to bring forth, to bud into my life what is needed. So the father sowed as seed his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, I like the Amplified, come on, trusts, clings, relies on him that you shall not perish, but you shall have eternal life. Come on, that's what we do with the word of God. There's sometimes I just want to go to bed and sleep with it on my chest. <laughs> right? Huh? Oh, I play it in my ear, too, all night long. Sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, thank God that Jesus was sown. He was the firstborn among many brethren, Romans 8. He was the firstborn. He was the one that chose to, to come. The Father sent him. He chose and he was willing. Come on, I'm just going to preach you the gospel today. 
Uh, come on, you may say, well, I've heard this. I've heard John 16, 316. I've quoted it. Come on, little Elsie and Elliot. They, they, they say it one after another. You know, Claire and Ace and, 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 and Montgomery's learning it. Come on, John 316. For God so loved the world, right? We plant it in our hearts. We plant it. The word, when you plant it into your heart, and in Proverbs 6, it's not on the slides. When you go, <laughs> when you go, God's word will lead you. When you sleep, it will keep you. Yes. And when you awake, it'll talk with you. Right? Whether you're sleeping, walking, or waking, <laughs> you know, his word it does the talking. His word will lead us. It, you know, I just want to boast in the Lord. I want to boast in how goodness. And that's what in prayer meetings sometimes we just take the first few minutes and I just want to boast in how good Jesus is, how good the Father is, what he's done for us, that we could have life and life more abundantly. Right? We're just going to boast in him today. Amen? Amen? It might not be something new that you've never, ever, ever learned, but it's going to do a change in your heart. Amen? The, the scripture, the, or the, the word, the... The comment, the statement that the Holy Spirit said to me about today, he said, your authority is rooted in my finished work. Yeah. Your complete, your authority, come on, we've been talking about authority, we've been talking about hope, hope springing forth with an expectation that something good is going to happen to you. Like Earl Roberts oh, took all kinds of flack years ago when he kind of coined that phrase and it kept coming up in his spirit that something good is going to happen to you today. And it was the Christians that persecuted him and said, how do you know something good's going to happen to you? <laughs> you know, but, but something good is going to happen to you today when we have confident expectation of something good, something good, the seed of something good is going to produce an expectation, an overcoming power of his presence to be in your life, to be in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus came to make dead man live. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were dead because of what Adam did. But Jesus came to make us alive in him. We have life buried. The breath in our lungs is because of him. Amen? Amen. Okay, Hebrews 12 says, And to Jesus, the mediator, he is the go-between of a new covenant. The, the, and it's sprink, uh, to the sprinkled blood, which speaks of mercy, a better nobler, more gracious message than the blood of Abel, which cried out for our ventures. Jesus is the go-between of the old covenant and bringing in the new covenant. There was two dispensations of time. Jesus was the bridge between it, okay? He is the mediator, ever being before the Father, uh, inter the intercessor for us. I paid the price. I took the, the punishment. I did it all that they might have life and life abundantly. Amen? So a covenant, a covenant is cut in blood. I, we don't know much about it in our American society culture. We don't live, but in a lot of the, the, the Eastern cultures and everything, their whole life is cut around covenant, and it's cut around the blood that, that the two are mingled together and forever. Whatever you have need of, if I have it, if it's yours. If I need something, 
whatever you have is mine. And so that's exactly what God did. That's exactly what Jesus did. He said in, in 2 Corinthians, he said that you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, I will be a God to you, and you shall be my people. That was the covenant. God wanted family. God wanted you to be brought nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's one thing that most churches aren't preaching anymore is the name of Jesus and the blood. Because the power that is in the two of them, if they can take them out of the church, take them out of your vocabulary, take them out of your believing and your thinking, he can make you just a nonchalant person that confesses to have a ticket to heaven but having no victory in your life. Having no victory... Jesus suffered such a, an awful crucifixion and death and resurrection for us. We need to be producing the fruits, right? The fruit that he bore as his seed died, we bear the fruit. We are the fruit that he died for this whole world to see. Amen? Amen. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Right? If we lift him up, that's what we're doing today. Boasting on him. Lifting him up higher. That's what we did all through worship. Lifting him up higher. Our eyes are on him, not on ourselves. We can't do things in our own strength. And you know, many times you think, oh, that's an easy thing for me. I'm just gifted. Or I'm just talented in that area. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you have been given gifts when you were born. Little baby Clara, at the, the, the week and a half, two weeks old that she is now, she was born gifted. <laughs> she was born with gifts and talents. This little tiny body has everything, that seed within her to grow up to be a, a mighty woman of God. Yes. Amen? All those children downstairs are seeds, right? Seeds that are sown into this earth that life will go on. Life will go on and, and, and giftings will go on. Uh, God's extension, his hand into people's life. We are the, the body. He is the head. He's just not up there doing it all like this. He needs our hands. He needs our feet. He needs our voice. He needs what he has planted within us to be used. Yes. Right? If you just take that seed and put it in a treasure chest somewhere, bury it in the ground like the talents, right? You won't have any, any fruit of it in your life. You've buried it. But dig it up. Dig up the fertile ground in your heart. Let God's word grow in you. Yes. Amen? Yes. Amen. So um, we are going to go to Colossians 1.12. And to 14. He says, Who has qualified us and made us fit to share the portion with the inheritance of the saints in the light? The Father has, I circled it on my notes. Come on, has. This is an English class, right? Has. Is that present tense, past tense? What is it? Come on. Past tense. He's already done it. He has delivered us. He has delivered us out of the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have our redemption, come on, through His blood, even, which means the forgiveness of sins. We have been bought. 
We have been bought with a great price, the price and the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13 says, Now may the God of peace who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood that sealed and ratified the everlasting agreement, the covenant, the testament, he once and for all, he once and for all, by his blood, sealed it. He said in verse 21, he said that he did it to strengthen and complete and perfect and make you. He did all of that by the blood. He sealed the covenant. He did it all. He bought you back out of the dominion of darkness, out of the enemy's territory, brought you into light. And he did all that to strengthen you, to complete you, to perfect you, and make you what you ought to be. Make you what you ought to be. And to equip you with everything good. He's got nothing but good in his bag. Nothing but good in his bag. Good God, bad devil, right? Bad things that happen are not from God, okay? We can deal with it. You deal with it. Believe God, believe for the best, and deal with the rest. His spirit will empower you, strengthen you, and equip you, give you the tools. The word of God, pull it out, is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. When you speak what the word has planted in your heart, it will slay every giant, every Goliath that is coming against you saying, who are you, you uncircumcised person that doesn't know what and who you are in Christ? Right, that's what the devil wants to lord it over you. But no, you pull out the sword of the Spirit and you say, it is written, it is written, it is written. This is who I am. I can have what it says I can have. I am who it says I am. Amen? Amen. So, we didn't finish that. He will equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will while he himself works in you. Right? Isn't it nice he didn't just say, plop, there you are, see you later, check in with me when you're done living. <laughs> right? He didn't do that. He wants to be involved in your life. He wants to be involved in decisions. He wants to be involved in your happiness. Come on. Come on, he wants you to be happy, to enjoy life, to enjoy the life that he prepared for you to have. So he works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to whom we be, to whom be the glory forever and ever, to the ages and ages, amen. Amen, amen, amen. once and for all. We have faith in his blood, come on. His blood was poured out and taken and carried up to the mercy seat of God. When he rose out of the tomb, he met Mary at the tomb. And Mary was so excited to see him, she fell down and wanted to hold, to touch, to, to bless him. And he said, no, don't touch me, I have not yet ascended. He was on his way passing through, and he saw Mary's heart, that she was upset and not really understanding the word that he spoke to her and what was really going on. So he stopped, he passed by to comfort Mary. He will go out of his way to bring comfort to your heart. He will send people on airplanes to the other side of the world to bring them the message of the good news of the gospel because they have need of it. 
God will go, has gone to great lengths to meet every need that you have need of. My God supplies all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. So we have faith in his blood. We've been redeemed by the blood. We've been justified by his blood. We have redemption through his blood. We've been brought nigh by the blood. We have peace through the blood. We've been washed and made white by the blood of the lamb, and we overcome by the blood. Oh, come on, come on. We have this communion table over here, and I'm sure you have access to a cracker or grape juice or something at home. Come on, communion is for the believer. Communion is for you to take to say, Lord, I remember what you accomplished, what you bought, what you purchased with your blood for me, and I enforce it today. I enforce your blood. Your blood cries out in my life. Your blood cries out against every devil, every enemy that has come to bring lack or slack in my life, right? Right? We don't want to be in a place of compromise. We don't want to be in a place of not knowing who we are in him. He paid a great price for you. So your authority is rooted in his finished work. Your authority is rooted in everything that he accomplished for you. When you know what he accomplished for you, you enforce your rights. If you were royalty and you were on the street starving, (laughs) you know, what a sad thing. When all you had to do was go to the castle, knock on the door, (laughs) enforce your right. I am sealed, ratified in his blood. I am a child of God. I have every access and right to everything in this place, in his, this kingdom. So your authority is rooted in my finished work. God himself is the power behind authority. It was delegated to you. Come on, in his resurrection. In his resurrection. God delegated authority at his resurrection. Resurrection. Everything that he went through at the cross was good, but that's not just the complete story. It's the resurrection that he rose from the dead. Come on, that's what we confess in Romans 10, that you would believe in your heart that he is the the Lord of all, and we confess with our mouth that he has been raised from the dead. No other um, religion or whatever in this world um, has a fully documented resurrection of life. The, the, the soldiers that were placed at the tomb when he was put into this rich man's grave were, were changed every three to four hours so they could not say that the soldier fell asleep on his watch. And he was, they were planted there to secure it and to make sure because the ruler had heard, right? The rumor was, in three days, I will rise again. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He went into the depths of hell. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave from the devil. From the devil. He's not a big, red-horned, tailed dragon, whatever, whatever. He's not. When we see who he is, right? When we see the true image of who he is, and he's like, that's the guy that gave me such havoc in my life? No way. No way. 
the resurrected Lord. The tomb was rolled away. The stone was rolled away. When Mary came to it, the stone was already rolled away because they discussed how are we going to do it? How are we going to move this huge stone? But it was already moved. His grave clothes, clothes left behind. And the tomb wasn't, the rock wasn't rolled away for him to get out. Not, it wasn't there for, he didn't like a door, open the door to get out. No, when he came back into Jerusalem in the book of Acts, he walked through walls, he came through doors, he appeared in different places for 40 days and nights. He did bear witness to many other miracles and many other things at that time for 40 days. And so he testified. So the tomb, the stone was rolled away for us to see in for us to see in what was accomplished for us. It's in his resurrection, right? In his finished work, we have authority. It's because of what he has done that we can stand and have victory in our life today. Amen? Amen. So, um, 1 Peter 1.3, we're going to go back to that one. I didn't say it before. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope. Come on, there's that word we've been teaching and learning on. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He's begotten us with a lively hope. It's not a dead hope. It's a hope that produces. Yeah. A hope that produces. Yeah. And so... In the book of Acts, it says, in Acts 1, 9, and then in verse 11, <coughs> excuse me, the same way that he left, as they were looking at him, he was caught up and a cloud received and carried him away out of their sight. Glory. Carried him. A cloud received him. Come on, when Jesus was born in the manger, it says that a great accompaniment, a great cloud of angels said to the shepherds, a king is born. A king is born. He came accompanied, born into this earth with a great cloud, a great cloud of angels. Even when he left, there, he said, could I not call on many legions, <laughs> many legions of angels to surround me at this time. But he says that, but as he was standing there talking to them after 40 days, come on, he's talking to his disciples. He said, as they were looking at him, they watched him. They watched him. Come on. They watched him. They watched him. You can't undo something that you've seen. They watched him. That's why they were great witnesses and testifying of what happened to him. Because they watched it happen. And it says that they were, as they were looking at him, he was caught up in a cloud and received and carried him away out of their sight. They kept watching. You release a balloon into the air, and the little kid is like, oh, no, oh, no. And it goes farther, farther, farther. Right? They stood there and watched. And as they're gazing into the clouds, um, there was two, the angels stood there and said, These, this that you have seen, come on. You're going to see it again. In verse 11, it says what they said. It says, This same Jesus, who was caught away and lifted up from among you into heaven, will return in just the same way in which you saw him go to heaven today. The same way, the same way, the same way that he left in a cloud going up into heaven is the same way that he will return. 
Come on, there's so much going on in this world. I, I'm not good at recapping the news and preaching end time tribulation and all that. I believe that God's merciful and we're going first, right? We're going up first, first. Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud cry of summons. Come on, he's calling. He's calling all the people. Come on, as we've been praying in our prayer meetings. We've been calling, calling and sending forth angels. Bring people into this place. Bring other churches up to preaching the gospel, the truth of the gospel, that many people will be saved, that none will perish. All will be saved. That's what God's heart is. He will descend from heaven with a loud cry of summons and with the shout of an archangel and with the blast of the trumpet of God. Whew, I'm waiting to hear that. Whew, the trumpet of God. And those who have departed this life in Christ will rise first. Come on, there's another resurrection. They're going to rise first. The dead in Christ will rise first. Come on, many infallible proofs will happen, just like when Jesus walked after his resurrection. Graves were opened, and men, men were seen running with just their grave clothes on. Graves were opened. Resurrection life produces more resurrection life, right? We have been resurrected from our old ways. Our old life is gone. It's dead. It's gone. So, <coughs> says, then we, the living ones, who remain on the earth shall simultaneously be caught up along with him, with the resurrected dead in the clouds. Amen. To meet the Lord in the air, and so always through the eternity of eternities shall we be with the Lord. We are here but for a moment. It says, but in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Gone. Gone. A moment, a twinkling of an eye. Come on, if you knew, if you knew your life was going to be different, just like that, come on, how would you live? How would you live? How would you live knowing that Jesus, Jesus did everything he did for you to have the best life ever? We are to enjoy the good life. We are to enjoy the highest life, right? Because in a moment, we will continue that life in heaven with him, right? In a moment. Come on, this is the gospel. Yeah, right. This is the gospel. This is the bookends, right? And everything that how we live in between, come on, this is where we're at. It's not just about the destination. It's about the journey. It's about walking with him, walking with him. Hope is a good thing. <laughs> Hope is a good thing. No good thing ever dies. Right? No good thing ever dies. Hope is a good thing. Colossians 1.5 says, Because of the hope of experiencing what it is laid up, reserved and waiting for you in heaven, of this hope, come on, we're preaching the hope of the gospel today, of this hope you heard in the past in the message of the truth of the gospel. Hope plants a seed of expectation of good things to come. It plants seeds in you, seeds in you. Your authority is rooted in his finished work. Your authority, because Jesus is coming again. You know, 
Jesus is coming again. He's promised it. He said it. Every prophecy, everything that he has spoken of and said that would come by the prophets past have all come to pass. They've all come to pass. And so he has spoken this and said this. He's coming again. He's coming again. He's coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Today or tomorrow, when will it be? When will it be? When will it be that I will come and find faith in this earth? Faith to receive what he has made available for you to have. He has given you a place. He went about teaching and preaching and healing all that were sick when he was on this earth. Teaching and preaching. He went about expanding on the word of God. He went about telling them who he was and what is going to happen. He kept preaching to them and preaching to them. And so even at the moment of, the, of his crucifixion and of his resurrection, he was teaching his disciples, this is what is needed to come to pass. This is what. And every time that he taught, was teaching and preaching, he went about healing and confirming with signs and wonders and miracles. God is still a miracle-working God today. He's still a miracle-working God. Oh, my, my. This week, we have a moment. I don't want to get rambling too long. But anyways, this week I, I saw on, on Daystar, I just caught it for a moment, and Joni was interviewing, interviewing Billy Burke. Does anybody know Billy Burke? Come on, Billy Burke. And it was so awesome. He was giving his testimony, evidence, testimony, evidence. Come on, this is his life, right? He was giving testimony that when he was nine years old, he had brain cancer. And it was to the point that he was having a hard time walking. He, he was having like vertigo. He, was, he was, uh, had severe pressure in his brain, in his head and everything. But his mom and his grandma especially kept saying to him, they knew they were, they asked, they were going to take him to Catherine Kuhlman. Anybody heard of Catherine Kuhlman? Okay, signs, wonders, and miracles, confirming the word of God, right? And so they were going to take him to Catherine Kuhlman's service. And so the grandma kept preparing him, kept preparing him. Now when that woman lays her hand on your head, you will be whole. And kept saying that to her, to Billy, throughout the day, several times a day, the week, I'm not sure exactly how long it was ahead of time, but the grandma kept saying, when that lady lays her hand upon your head, you will be made whole. And so he's like, he's nine years old. So they load him in the car, they get there, they get to the meeting, it's packed out, people are out in the streets, packed out, just piles of people. And, 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 and as they looked up to the masses, they'd see someone in the crowd going. And they just kind of followed a little path, wove through, the, wove through the people, got into the building. You look up and you see somebody else going. So they wove through the path, wove through the people. Place was packed out, packed out, thousands of people, thousands of people. Expectation. Yes. They came expecting. It's a seed, hope of expectation. Yeah. Come on, this place is packed out. This place is packed out. People are lined up on the streets to hear the word of God. People are lined up ready to hear and to receive the miracle, fruit-producing power of God. Something good is going to happen to you today is what they're going to hear. If you go, you will receive. If you go, you will receive. Come on, this is what we've been praying. 
This is what we've been agreeing on in the in prayer. Come on. This is what we're this is what's happening. This is what's happening in this place. You guys are the 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 foundation. Come on, you're all going to have part of this. You're all part of this. You're all part of this mighty revival, this explosion, this power of God, this outpouring of his, of his spirit in this area. People will come from miles around to come to this place because God is in this place. God is in this place. Miracles are in this place. Signs and wonders are in this place. The gospel is preached and many are being saved saved from not perishing, not perishing, not going to hell for eternity. Their heart, the greatest miracle of all, is salvation. Nothing missing, nothing broken. You can be saved, healed, and delivered in a moment of time, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. All you can say is Jesus. Come on, for all you online, Jesus. For all you here, Jesus, Jesus, come into my life and do something with it. Come on. Come on. Oh, I'm saved. I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Oh, if he, she just lays her hand on my head, I will be made whole. So they get into the building, and they see someone up in the balcony going. <laughs> so they get up into the balcony, him and his grandma and his mom, and he's sitting there, and he was like so weak from trying to do all the stairs, and he's just kind of sitting there. And, you know, Catherine Kuhlman comes out. She's very dramatic, very theatrical. And you know what I mean? And, and the worship goes on. Come on, we have to have our eyes on Jesus. Our eyes on Jesus. Come on, we're looking to the author and the finisher of life. Come on, our eyes on Jesus. I don't care if it's the right beat of music that you like or dislike. Come on, we've come to as a group in unity in one accord to have our eyes on Jesus, yeah. right? And so they get up and everything's going on and she begins to declare the word. She begins to call out healings and people were being set free. And, and, and finally she stands there and she points up into the balcony and she goes, you. And they're like, and she's like, you, you, come here. And she's like, ushers, see that, see that young man there? Go get him. So these two big ushers, you know, he said it took them like 15, 20 minutes to get all the way up to the balcony and to, to get him down. They had to almost carry him because of his condition and the state that he was in. And so they get him up and they stand him in front of Catherine Kuhlman. And Catherine Kuhlman is declaring the word of God and healings are going on. The presence of God is so strong. The atmosphere is charged with expectation. Come on. And all of a sudden, she stands in front of Billy Berg and, and, uh, and says to Billy, do you believe? And he's like, he's nine. She walks away for a minute, comes back, do you believe? And out of his mouth comes the words that his grandma has been saying to him. What did his grandma say? When she lays her hand on your head, I will be healed. That's what came out of his mouth when she asked him the second time. And immediately she put her hand on his head. He was slain in the spirit and laid there on the altar, on the altar. Holy Spirit, God brooding. Come on, God brooded over the face of the earth, created mountains and valleys and rivers. He can brood over your life. There's times in prayer that you're just going to sense him hovering, 
in your house, brooding over your heart. Come on, you are the temple. You are the temple. He lives in you. He dwells in you. He says, I will be your God and you will be my people. He broods over you. And so he, they get him up, they get him up, and she takes him to look at him and he goes, hmm, you're still not done. You know, we can open our oven and <laughs> say, no, I think those cookies or that bread needs just a few more seconds, <laughs> right? So out he went again. <clears throat> they got him up off the floor, thousands of people, healings and miracles going on all around, takes him home. Well, the little town that he was in, the media knocks on his grandma door, grandma's door a few days later, and said, we've been here, we're here, we want to interview Billy. And they're like, we've heard he's been at that meeting. We want to interview Billy. And, and the grandma's like, well, you see that little boy out there with the red baseball cap playing in the field? That's him. Hallelujah! Doing something that was impossible. Doing something that he could not do. Seeds of expectation, right? A seed was sown in his heart. He's nine years old, okay? He grows day after day, day after day. How old are you, Ben? Eleven. He's 11 years old now. Come on. He, he, he's 11 years old. He's growing. He's growing. He becomes a teenager. And all of a sudden, that miracle seems like a distant thing way back when. He's forgotten that he had been, you know, sick. He's living the dream. He's living life now. He's like, I'm in charge of my life. I'm a teenager, right? I'm in charge of my life, <laughs> right? And so anyways, one day his grandma says to him, Billy, I received a call from Miss Catherine Kuhlman. Do you remember her? And he's like, yeah, that crazy lady. You know, that crazy lady. And he says, well, well, she wants, to, she wants you to give your testimony. She wants to interview you on, on the stage, on, in the next service when she's in town. Um, you're going to do it, right, Billy? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, come on, Billy. Come on. You, God really touched you. He really did something. Are you going to do it? Nope. The time, the day, the hour gets closer. God is working. God is working in his heart. And he's, he had a, a friend, a, not a girlfriend, but a friend with him. And uh, he thought, oh, what could it hurt, right? What could it hurt? So he gets in his car and his friend, and they're driving down the interstate, and they thought, and all the while he's talking and he's thinking in his heart, come on, he knows the thoughts and intents of your heart. He knows it. He knows it. Many times we need to speak things outside, out of our mouths to say, oh, I didn't know I thought like that. But he knows it. <laughs> Right? So he's driving along in his car and he's thinking, ah, maybe let's just turn around and go home. I'm not, let's, we don't even need to go. And all of a sudden, there's a, there's a car driving up beside them. And his friend says, Billy, Billy, there's a, there's a, like a real limo, like there's a car driving up beside us. And there's some lady with her face pressed against the glass going, hi, Billy, hi, Billy. Right? And he's like, shoot, now I have to go. <laughs> She's seen me, right? But anyways, he testifies and he says with tears running down his cheeks, he's like, she knew I needed to be cemented again in what God had placed, that gift, that calling, that seed in his life at a small age, right? He knew that he was called by God. He knew he would have the very similar <laughs> ministry as what Catherine Kuhlman has. 
right? And so he flows and works and moves by the hovering of the Spirit. Come on, the hovering of the angel's wings. You've got that hovering over your life. He's just hovering over you saying, you can do it, you can do it. You, all that I've put in you, you are more than capable. You will not lose if you do not quit, right? Keep believing, keep having hope, keep under sowing this word of God, the ever-living, indestructible, incorruptible, living word of God into your life. That seed, that seed, that seed, that seed, that when you run into a situation, he will bring all things back to your remembrance. He'll just draw into that basket and go, whew, First Peter 2.24, whom himself, bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, and by his stripes we are the healed. That's what you say to the devil. When lying symptoms are coming and saying, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. You have this, you have that. You have no answer. He's saying, no, by his stripes I am the healed. Amen. I am the healed. When hands are laid on me, the power of God goes into me, and that which has been bothering you is gone. Remember? Going, going, gone. Amen. Amen. So the ever-living, incorruptible, all your, everything that he's done, our authority is rooted in him. I'm healed. Stand up. Stand up. The healing power of God, God always confirms his word with signs and wonders following. He knows exactly what you have need in your life. I don't need to call it out. You need to raise your hands and be a cup. Be a cup. Be a receiver. Be a satellite. Come on, be a, be a, come on. Draw the presence of God into your life. With expectation, with great expectation, we receive this day from you, our ever-living Father, a goodness, good things to come, good things. I receive it now. I just speak to everybody that is in this place to line up with the Word of God. Line up, be healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Every artery, every vein, every tissue, every cell, Oh, every bunion, every wart, every pain, every knee joint, every elbow, every shoulder, every eye socket, every eardrum, every voice, every voice, all of your digestive system. Be healed, be healed, be healed in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, every organ to function as it is made to function. Oh, every organ, heart, lungs, oh, and intestines, oh, back, spine, come on, all your skeleton structure, come on, if you came in here today with back pain, you need to receive it, put your hands in the air, receive it, and work it out, work it out, bend, do something that you couldn't do before, do what you could not do, God's anointing, his power is in this place, he's touching hearts and lives, Oh, his presence, it's him, it's him, it's him. Hallelujah, it's him, it's him, it's him. 
Hallelujah. It's the glory, the glory of the risen Lord, the resurrection power in life. It flows. His resurrection power, it quickens my mortal body. Come on. It quickens. It makes alive every part oh, that was dead, every cell and every tissue. We speak to cancerous cells. We command you. You're dead and gone. Be removed. Be removed. Be removed in Jesus' name. And we speak life to those cells. Life to those cells, the ever-living, wonderful Word of God. Life to those cells are present in that body, present in that body, present from this day forth, from this day forth, better, 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 better. It keeps getting gooder and gooder and gooder. Instantly, simultaneously, suddenly, Oh, things are happening. Things are changing. Things are happening. Things are happening. That shoulder is happening. That shoulder is happening. That knee is happening. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Everything, nothing missing. Nothing broken. Hallelujah. We're good receivers, Lord. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. You're the miracle working. Oh health producing, death destroying. Oh, you have destroyed death. You have, we just rebuke death. No death in our bodies, no death in our cells and in our tissues and in our organs. Oh, we're receivers of life, health, wholeness, and goodness. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Today, if there's anything that you have need of extra, we have our word care team that will come and pray for you specifically or rejoice with you specifically. God wants to hear your testimony of something good that happened in your life because it encourages someone else. It encourages us to come up a little higher, come up a little higher in our walk with him, come up in believing him and trusting him a little higher, a little more day by day. Amen. Amen. You're a blessed group. Highly favored, chosen in God, handpicked, chosen in God. Hallelujah. Pardon? The Lord says, you are my servant. Yes. This day I have begotten you. I am with you. I will protect you. I will honor you. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, begotten of the Lord, we are begotten by his word, the ever-living word of the living God. It lives in me. Come on, you need to say that. It lives in me. The ever-living word of God. Oh, it lives in me. It lives in me. I'm begotten of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Pastor Jordan, come. I know that God's still doing some things. God is working. Hallelujah. Well, when we were uh, praying before service, uh, one of the things that was coming out was we're not waiters. We're receivers. 
if you're waiting on God to do something, you're going to be waiting mm -hmm. a long time. You receive by faith. Mm -hmm. You say, Father, this is what I have need of. Yes. I ask for it, and now I receive it. Now it is mine. Yes. He said, ask and you shall receive that your joy might be full. Ooh. James says you have not because you ask not. Yes. You don't wait. You know, Moses had that wisdom. Oh, just wait and God will deliver you. And God said, don't cry at me. Go forward. Mm. And so this is a moment to go forward and say, yes. I receive from you, I receive. Lord. I receive what I need I right receive. now. I receive health in my body. I receive I that receive. opportunity I that is needed in this season. I receive that clarity receive. of vision to know what to do right now. I receive, I receive. your wisdom literally right I now. Receiver. I thank you. I receive wholeness oh. from the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. I'm I thank you, Lord, that I have opportunity. I have breakthrough before oh, me. Yes, I am a receiver. I'm not waiting on you. I know Hallelujah. you've already done everything that is needed. Yes, and you've seen my end from my beginning. Yes, you know Lord. this moment. And you already prepared for me. And yes, I'm going to go Lord. ahead and walk in the yes, good works I am, Lord. that you prepared yes, for I am, Lord. in this day. Yes, in Lord. Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Say it with me. I'm not a waiter. I'm not a waiter. I am a receiver. I am a receiver. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, as Pastor Hallelujah. Rob Hallelujah. said, our Hallelujah. going to be up here in just a moment. If you need Hallelujah. prayer for anything or you want to celebrate with someone, they're there to do that. But as Pastor Wendy said, we're not just hearers of the word, we're doers also. And so you get to be an opportunity this morning to be a doer of the word. And you say, how can you do that, Pastor Jordan? Well, the word of God says in Galatians 6, 6, says, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. And so the word of God says that we get to be givers out of the abundance of which he's given to us. And so you have an opportunity this morning that you can give in accordance with what the word has said. And if you'd like to do so, you can do so at wordchurch.ca forward slash give. Or there's envelopes in your seat in front of you and basket at the back. But you guys are blessed because you are receivers. And as you go, the service doesn't end. You take it with you. And you take it to where you go and come in contact with everyone that, that you see this week. Come on. We don't finish. We just take it with us. So let's have some coffee and some great conversations.